Hello, I'm Pastor Rob Spencer of Church United. We are excited because God is at work in our community of Christ followers. And it is my hope that God works in your life as you listen to this message today. If you'd like more information about Church United, please visit us at churchunited.family.
All right, give the Lord a praise offering, church. Praise Him this morning. Sing His praise aloud. Isn't that fun? Do you like to sing His praise out loud, just singing at the top of our lungs, praising our Lord? You may be seated, uh, and uh, we're going to turn this down a little bit so I don't feed back and squeal in everyone's ears. If you have a Bible, we're going to do service just a touch different this morning. We're going to be in and out of the Word of God and praising Him and praying and just giving thanks. I'll tell you, one of the wonderful things I love about the season that we've entered into, Thanksgiving, is a wonderful time just to pour our hearts and remind ourselves that we need to be giving thanks to God. We always have stuff to be grateful for. And uh, one, of the, one of the interesting things that I find is I, a lot of times in church, uh, we'll come in and I'll hear, I hear all kinds of things as a pastor, but sometimes I hear, uh, you know, like, man, it's hard because you come in and everyone's, we, we want everyone to be so happy uh, and everything else, but sometimes we're just not there. And I understand we're all walking through different seasons of life. Uh, there's all kinds of different things going on and you're walking in with some kind of something that may have just happened. I, you know, Growing up in a preacher's home, uh, we, we rarely saw my dad on Sunday morning uh, because he was always up early and going to church, but I had the wonderful experience still of driving to church in a vehicle, and it's amazing what happens in a car with kids and parents on the way to church. And uh, all of a sudden, everything seems to go wrong. There's fighting and yelling. And, and Kelly and I have been in ministries before where it's been a little further away and we've had the drive. And all of a sudden, it seems like those drives to church are the ones that seem to be sometimes the most antagonistic drives ever. And you walk into church and someone's like, morning, brother. And you're, you know, and you're, you're just like, ah. It's a morning. Yes, you are correct. It is a morning. Not a good one, but a morning. And uh, so we, we realize that when we walk in this morning, we're walking through different things. But here's what I wanna, want us to set our hearts on. This is a, a service. This is a time. This is a season to give thanks. But the deal is, this should be every season for us. This should be every day for us. And we're reminded in Philippians. So if you have a Bible, um, the verses may be up on the screen there uh, for you to look at. But if you have a Bible, Philippians chapter 4. And I want to take us to verse 4 and, and, and read this because this is great. This is good stuff. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Now, say, what does that mean? It means always, always be full of joy in the Lord. And in case you couldn't get it, he says, I say it again, rejoice, rejoice. We have a reason to praise this morning. So always, always be full of joy. And you say, I, you, don't, you don't understand my circumstance. You don't know where my finances are at. You don't know the marriage issues that I'm having. You don't know the relational problems I'm having. You don't understand, Pastor Rob, that I lost my job, that I have a sickness issue, that someone in my family has some kind of health thing going on. But this is, this is not me. Listen, this is the Word of God speaking through Paul. Paul reminding the church, he says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Now, how can I be full of joy in the Lord with these problems going on. We have to remember, we are just pilgrims passing through. 
This world is not our home. So the only reason you would not have a reason to rejoice in here this morning is if you didn't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So now I can tell you this morning, if that's you and you're like, I've never committed my, my life to Christ, I'm going to tell you, right now, you can have the joy of the Lord be your strength. All you have to do is say, Lord, I believe in you, I trust in you, I give my heart to you, and I want to follow you with my life. And the joy of the Lord can become your strength because what it does is it takes our eyes off of temporary circumstances and helps us remember that there's more coming. Not more of bad, but more of good. That in the future for us, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us if it were not so, I would not have said it. He even followed it up. Like, I went to prepare a place, and he's like, if it weren't so, I wouldn't have made this up. I'm not making stuff up here, people. God has gone to prepare a place for us. So we have joy, and you say, oh, my goodness, but I've got money issues. Not for long. Guess who our king is? The king of the universe who speaks things into existence has prepared a home, a lavish place for us. Riches and glory for his people. And you say, well, I have relationship issues. Well, not for long. Because in heaven, we are all perfect. We are all in love with one another. I've got marriage issues. Not for long. In heaven, it says you're not going to be married. Except yeah, so just rejoice in that alone, maybe, uh, for some of you. <laughs> hey, for some of you, not all of you. Kelly and I are doing well. Uh, and <laughs> but listen, it's not that we're not going to be married to anyone. Our bride, we are the bride of Christ. We are given in marriage the perfect relationship and all the things that we need and we think we want here on this earth pale in comparison to being in the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you say, man, it's Thanksgiving, I want to eat, and I've got, I can't gain weight, and I don't want to get fat. Guess what? We get a glorified body in heaven. What's it look like? Probably like mine. <laughs> this is glorified right here. Glory. And Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm telling you, take the, take the pressure off. Eat, enjoy, fellowship, love one another, care for one another, spend time doing this. In heaven, we all get to sit around the marriage supper of the Lamb and feast together. We have reason to have joy. So no matter what you're dealing with this morning, that's what I want your heart to be focused on. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Now, this is why, and this is what we just talked about. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. He's coming again for us, church. Praise Him for that. Give Him thanks for that, that He is coming again. Now, don't worry about anything. Whew. Just breathe. Just do, do, do this with me real quick. Just go... All right, let's do it together. Don't, I'm going to say, I'll say, don't worry about anything. Then we all take a big breath in and exhale because that's a good news. Don't worry about anything. <sighs> oh, man. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel good? Don't worry about anything. What are we supposed to do instead? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all that He has done. Then... 
Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. We have reason to rejoice this morning, church. Stand on your feet and let's praise and thank God for what he has done. Lord, we praise you this morning. Hear our praises. Hear our cries, Lord. We love you. We praise you. Just see. 
praise offering church. Praise him. You can be seated for just a minute. So we've been talking about, and if you haven't noticed, look around real quick and you'll see there are no more boats hanging from the ceiling. Um, and what we decided was the series isn't over, but if you're not out of the boat by now, we just figured we'd take the boat away. So you can't even try to get in it now. It's gone. But what we've been talking about has been this whole thing of giving to God in every day of our life that we need to take steps of faith. So we've been taking big steps of faith, and we've been challenging many ways to say, if you're going to take a step of faith, you need to be, first of all, we have to be gospel-driven servants, driven by the gospel. We have to be genuine worshipers. We have to be generous givers. And Pastor Mark talked last week about treasure, and it tied into the whole thing of giving of our time, talent, and treasure. But there's a fourth T, that we also have to be generous givers of our thanksgiving. That in all of those things, we have to be willing to give thanks to God. Because as we said before, everything that we do is worthy. God is worthy of giving him praise and thanksgiving and glory and honor. And even in our treasure, as we go back, we say, how, how do we give thanks? God thanks with, with our money and the things that he has given us. Well, the Apostle Paul talks about this in Philippians Philippians is a wonderful book. If you ever want to be pumped up, how do I adore Christ? What's my attitude in Christ? How do I walk with Christ? How do I know that I'm supposed to live every day with a heart of thanksgiving? Read the book of Philippians. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, he said, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me. He's talking to the church, and he's praising, he's thanking the Lord for the church because of their concern for him. But I know that you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or an empty stomach or plenty or little. For I can do everything who, through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. So Paul is sharing one thing, number one, we'll keep reading here just a second, but first of all, first thing of thanksgiving with treasure, with what we have and how we're thankful to God, is just to realize that no matter what we think we do or don't have, we need to learn how to thank him and just live in contentment, that we are always pleased with whatever God has put in front of us. That there's no desire, there's no longing, there's no dissatisfaction with the life that God has given us, but just to be content and say, God, whatever you put in front of me, whatever that wealth looks like, whether it looks like much in comparison to my neighbors, whether it looks like much in comparison to the world, or little in comparison to the world, uh, little in comparison to those next to me, whatever it is, God, my riches are in you. Therefore, I can find my contentment in Christ. So no matter what you have or you think you don't have, Paul says, I have learned how to be content. What's that mean? He says, I've learned how to be thankful no matter what God is up to, no matter what he puts in front of me. And here's what I love. So second, or first of all, in this, this thanksgiving and, and giving back to God of, of our treasures, how can we be thankful in what he's given us? Just learn to be content. We learn contentment, but then he goes on in verse 15, and he says this. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me, uh, who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news. 
and then traveled on to, from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more, and I am generously supplied with the gifts that you sent me uh, with Epaphroditus. They are sweet. I love this. Now, don't miss this. The gifts that the church gave, Paul says this, they are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this is the same God who will take care of me. He'll supply all of your needs according to his riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. So Paul says, and this is what we don't want to miss this morning. As we take of our tithes and offerings, this is an opportunity this morning for you, the church, to begin to just thank God. That's why we take an offering every week. If you're wondering, what, what's the point of all of this? This is, an op this is a way that you have to pour out a praise offering, a sweet-smelling aroma to God as we give as God has given to us, we generously give back. And when we give back to him, I just want you to understand this. This act of dropping something in the plate is an act of worship. It's an act of thanksgiving. It's an act of praise to God. So we are called to do this in God's word and throughout God's word to give back to him. So this morning, maybe you didn't come prepared. Maybe you're like, man, I don't have my checkbook. I don't have my, my, uh, my uh, a cash. I don't have any of that kind of stuff. And, and I just, I feel, you know, I have to pass the plate or whatever. This morning, I'll, I'll give you an exception. If you want to participate in worship in this way, not very often would I say someone who has their phone out is engaged in worship. That usually isn't there. Maybe you're reading your Bible app or something like that. But there on your phone, you can pull out. Do we have that slide, John, on the screen that says text to give or something like that? Maybe we have one of those slides that says text to give on it. You can pull out your phone. And just so you understand, if, you, if we're standing together and we're getting ready to do a little singing or whatever is going on and your neighbor has their phone out and they're punching on it, just look to them and say, way to worship. Way to worship. Good job. So if you want to text, if you just want to be part of this celebration this morning, this way of giving thanks to God this morning, and you didn't come prepared, that's one way you can do that. But don't feel obligated to do that. Maybe you have lined up that you regularly give online, or this isn't your Sunday, whatever it is. I just want us to understand as a church, this is why we have this time. It's for us to worship God. It's part of the worship, giving thanks, praising God for what he's done. Let me pray for our offering, and then I have someone that's going to come and share a testimony with us this morning. Lord, we thank you this morning for what you're doing. We thank you for a way that we have here this morning to worship you and to praise you through giving. You've so lavishly given to us, so generously given to us, we now can give back to you a sweet-smelling aroma and fragrance to you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. Be honored this morning with our gifts of thanks to you. We love you, Jesus. In your precious name we pray, amen. So as our greeters, our ushers are taking up our offering this morning, I'm gonna say our middle schoolers can be dismissed at this time as well. We're just gonna cause all kinds of traffic jams. But I also have someone that's gonna come and share this morning. Um, Erica Harris. Um, Erica's coming. Come on up here, Erica. Erica has recently gone on a great trip, and I wanted her to get a chance to just 
in the frame of thanksgiving, Erica, uh, of what God did through your trip and how he worked and all that kind of stuff, I just wanted you to share with the church what God's doing and how he blessed you on that. Yeah, of course. So I went to Uganda for two weeks. And before I share, I just wanted to share this story that um, on the way to Africa, our leaders shared this story. Um, it's called the Starfish Story. I don't know if anyone has heard of it, but um, a little boy was on the beach throwing starfish in the ocean when an old man walked by and said, you can't make a difference throwing these starfish in the ocean. The little boy picked one up and threw it in the ocean and looked at the old man and said, I just did. Even with one person, you can make a difference. And that's what I wanted to do in Africa. Yeah, so that picture, that, um, so every day we went to a different, or, like an orphanage. And that day we went to Soul Hope. So Soul Hope is basically like a, they make shoes for kids because 90% of the kids don't have shoes. So they make shoes like with straps so like they can grow into the shoes. So I was honestly really scared because my leader was like, so you have two options. You can wash feet or you can sit with the doctors and like help pull the bugs out of the kids' feet because they have jiggers. And so jiggers are just like bugs that get in the feet. So I was like, I'll wash the feet because I don't want to be pulling bugs out of the feet. So that moment was just so joyful and honestly kind of painful because behind me there were like 300, 300 kids um, just waiting to get their feet washed and get shoes. And it was like Christmas morning for them. So it was just such like a joyful moment. And God was in that room at that time. And so it was just amazing. And I'm so blessed to be in the States because we have so much. And it was just great to just be so selfless and put others first before me. Yes. So thank you awesome. guys for listening. Thank you, Erica. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Give her a hand for that. It's incredible. It's incredible if you ever get an opportunity to go outside of this country and serve in some way to see what Paul was talking about and being satisfied with what we have, satisfied with whatever God puts in front of you. And what I've noticed the most and what I'm sure Erica can attest to is here's a room full of kids uh, and you walk in and they have so little, but the one little thing that they're given, they are so joyful over this one thing that brings them joy and changes their life. God has given us so much, church. God has lavishly poured himself out upon us. And not only in physical gifts, but in the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, who was a physical gift who came, but he changed everything for us spiritually, that he poured himself out so that we could have forgiveness, so that we could have love. Let's continue worshiping him this morning. Stand together and let's sing.
Lord, you are great. You are good. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. What other choice do we have, God, than to pour out our praise before you, our God and our King? You put the air in our lungs. What else should we do with it? Should we curse your name? Should we speak poorly against others, Lord? Should we malign you? Should we speak, Lord, negativity? Should we do anything with the breath in our lungs but praise you? Lord, help our hearts, help our minds and our attitudes, Lord, to realize that we have nothing to do but rejoice. Everything we have comes from you. The breath in our lungs is your breath. Let us praise you with it. We give you glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Praise him this morning, church. He's good. He is good. Have a seat. I've got, I've got some more friends that are coming up. Come on up now. It'll be great. Chaz and Trish filling. You're like, is it me? Is it me? You're coming. So I, I want you guys to hear some of the things that God's doing. So Eric is going on a trip. Come on up here. Erica goes on a trip over there to uh, Uganda. These guys have been not going too far, but they've been staying right here, and God's been doing some pretty cool things for these guys, and they're, doing, they're in it right now. Tell us about what God's been doing with you guys. Yeah, we're in the thick of it. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to tell you about it. So I wrote it all down so I didn't stray um, because I can get long-winded. Um, this year we wanted to start a family tradition of we are thankful, so we want to give for Thanksgiving. So um, we wanted to provide just three meals to three families that needed help this Thanksgiving providing a meal for them. And we would supply the ingredients they get to put it together, because that's a little bit of Thanksgiving, too, is spending time with family and making a bunch of, bunch of food. Um, so we're actually inspired by the Cash family, which has been doing this for like nine years, and they're up to like 100 and some odd families. And I'm like, wow, it would be great if like we could help that many people, because in our community, there's, there's a lot of need. Um, so we put it out there for friends and family for about two weeks and didn't hear anything. It was like crickets. Everyone's like, that's great that you're doing that but nobody needs help. Like, there's got to be some people. So I put it out there publicly on Facebook Marketplace, and with eight, within eight hours, we had to shut it down um, because we had over, like, 20 families that were interested. Or it was, hey, will you help my friend here? It was, like, referrals, like, they really need it. And some of the stories, um, I'm, see, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's why I wrote it down. Um, so, so basically, with all of these, these families, we needed a place. So um, tonight, we're giving all these families, all 20 families, and it turns out to be 25 meals because some families are quite large, so I had to double the meals on them. Um, so we're doing it here tonight. Um, they're all coming here. So... Um, when I called them to let them know when and where, they started telling me their stories on um, how they are. Like um, one family um, that kind of touched me personally was um, a mom that's got three kids, um, 11-year-old, 14-year-old, and the um, last one is 17, and she's expecting a baby any day now. Well, they kind of struggle anyway, and now they have an infant coming in. So I'm like, oh, well, here's hopefully a Thanksgiving meal will help 
provide other things. I don't know. I wish we could help them out in a little bit other ways. Um, and then there was, there's a, there's a single dad that's living in a motel. He's homeless and he's got three kids and they're like straight A students and they're just going through a rough time. And I'm like, well, Thanksgiving meal is great, but I really wish that we could help these guys out too. Um, this was like, we, got, we heard like 15 stories um, of these people's lives and, and we're like, I wish we could help out a little bit more, but funding, how in the world are we going to do that? Um, then Chaz's work, James River Equipment, made a big donation that took care of all the sides. Like we're talking mashed potatoes, gravy, um, green beans, stuffing. I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and they were like, okay, well, that's great. And then, um, and then my work, you know, we had some people at Augusta Health, my coworkers, they just, they threw in some money too. And I'm like, oh, great, now we can, we can help out a little bit more. And then the turkeys were donated. All 20 turkeys were donated. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So it was like blessing after blessing after blessing. And I'm like, you know what? We've got extra money. We can help these families out. So then we got even more people that wanted to help. We had two, two families in our church actually adopt um, some of these families and get them extra things. Um, one, one of the families was able to provide meat for one of these families um, in need. She's um, a mom and a dad, and they have two kids, and she's out on disability. No, he's out on disability, and she's just um, three minutes. Anyway, see, there's stories and stories and stories. That's why I'm, I should be sticking to this. Um, but anyway, so we were able to help out a lot and get a lot of these families um, done. And we did a Facebook fundraiser. And even our church was able to throw in last minute. And we were able to yesterday just go and get a whole bunch of stuff. And Chaz will tell you what we are able to get on top of everything. Really quick. Um, we got toiletries, school supplies. We were able to get jackets for... 11 kids, um, shirts and clothing for another two kids, gloves for three, uh, diapers and wipes for three families. Lots of diapers. Lots, lots of and wipes. lots of diapers. <laughs> um, socks and scarves, uh, baby items that were donated. Uh, there's a lot of actual new babies that these families have. Um, just so much more stuff. Uh, the trailer, thank God the church let us borrow it because we've been hauling that all over and it's packed. Pies are just going everywhere. Yeah, so, but that's it. But yeah. Praise God. Thank you, guys. No, you're good. Very good. Incredible things. We've been talking about how to use our talents. If God gives us time, he gives us talent, he gives us treasure, there's ways in treasure we give back to God. But even in our talents, and this is what we realize, when sometimes we think talent, and, and, and if you have a Bible and you want to turn in, in Philippians again, I'm just, I'm hanging out there, Philippians chapter 2. And when we talk about talent, uh, sometimes we think, oh, it's about singing or it's about playing an instrument or it's about having a teaching skill or I've got to have this gift or that gift. I'm just telling you, talent is so much of just how has God geared me and wired me to step out and to do things with great faith. Um, so a trip to Uganda, a trip right here to say, I live in this community, how can I bless families here? That so often we look to the church as an organization to establish what happens in people's lives. And if we don't see something happening out there, we don't see the church doing something, we feel like we can't do anything. But I'm telling you, here's the deal. We are the church. 
The people are the church. So when the Philians step up, when Erica steps out and goes somewhere, when we hear some of these other things that God is doing, so many of you in this church, I could say your names because you're going and you're doing, because you are the church. That's what it is. It's the body of Christ. We collectively gather here in the morning and we spend time praying together. We meet in community together. We share needs with one another. But I'm telling you, the church steps out in faith and says, God, what are you calling me to do? How are you calling me to make an impact? How are you calling me to hear of organizations, Augusta Health and James River Equipment and some of these other, so many organizations that just want to give and they're willing to give financially and to go, and they just need people to lead the charge. God's calling you to use your gifts and talents in that way. And in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 18, it says, do everything. Now listen. How much of what you do is this talking about? All of it. So that's everything. Okay, that wasn't a hard question. Um, good job. Thank you for answering someone. Being brave. Do Everything. All right, just wrap your mind around that. Everything, okay? Does that mean how I wake up in the morning? Yes. Does that mean what I'm thinking? Yes. Does it mean how I drive in traffic? Yes. Does it mean how I respond to my boss? Yes. Does it mean how I roll my eyes at the clerk at, you know, Walmart or wherever? It means not doing that, actually. But uh, it means how you respond. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Ah! <laughs> All that hurts. It's like a dagger, isn't it? Do everything. Because you, you can think, if you're like me at all, I can complain. And I can argue. Ask my wife. I can argue. And I like to argue sometimes. I enjoy it. Um, it it's, you know, do everything without complaining, without arguing, so that no one can criticize you so that you can live clean and innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Holding firmly to the word of life, then on, that, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice, even if I lose my life, Pouring it out, listen, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. Here's where it comes in. Just like your faithful service, Philians, is an offering to God. And anyone else in here, put your name in that blank. Just as my faithful service, just as the faithful service of Rob Spencer, of Laura, of Chelsea, of Josh, of go around the room, start pointing at people. Your faithful service, what is it? It's an offering to God. What is an offering? It's a way we thank God. Pouring ourselves out that everything you do, don't argue, don't complain, realize that everything that you do, your talents, your gifts, when you serve and when you use your gift, it is being used and it is being poured out as a thank you to God for what he's given you, for how he's given breath in your lungs to serve him. He's putting strength in your body to go and serve. He's given you a voice to go and tell. 
Now, what I love is we come up into Christmas, and then we'll, we'll sing this next song. But I, I just want to remind us, one of the things I love about Christmas is gifts. We like to give gifts. And, and, and we like to get gifts as well. And we're going to be talking about gifts next week and, and, and through the Christmas season, unwrapping, Christmas unwrapped, talking about gifts. But one of the most amazing things is that, that I know about gifts. If, if I wrap this up, I probably would give this more than a bottle of water to my wife for Christmas. But let's say I wrap this up and it's wrapped and I give it to her and she unwraps it and she looks at it and yeah, thank you, that's very good, good acting, like it was like a banana. Um, <laughs> Uh, and she, she unwraps it, and she looks at it, and she kind of just looks at me and says, oh, thank you, and then sets it, sets it aside. That is the worst thing. As a gift giver, isn't the greatest compliment that someone can give you is the use of your gift? If you buy someone a sweater... My sister Holly, I'm so thankful. Holly and Mackenzie are now up here in the area. They're, they're down here or whatever. They are with us this first morning this morning uh, transitioning. Please continue to pray for the seller of their house. They have some movement this weekend. Be praying, but we're thanking God in advance for selling it. Anyway, they're here. Holly gave me a couple years ago this present for Christmas. And it was a wonderful, don't laugh, it was, it's a nice, it's a good compliment. It's, I just wore it this week again, it's, I think maybe three years ago. It's this maroon hoodie, uh, like this sweat, and it is so comfortable. The best gift and the best compliment that I can give the gift giver is to wear and to use what they give me, right? Because if someone sets aside your gift and you're like, oh, I got that for them, and now so-and-so is wearing it. Um, and it's not them. Uh, they re-gift it. Um, and uh, that doesn't make you feel very good. The best compliment you can give. So God gives us gifts. He gives us talents. The best gift and compliment in the way to say thank you back to God is to use what he's giving you to serve him. That's how we compliment the Savior. So to hear stories about how people are living their lives in service to God is just another way to say thank you, God, for how great that you are. Let's stand and continue singing this morning.
him. Have a seat again. We're up and we're down. We're up and we're down. It's exciting. Uh, I've got a, someone else I'm going to have come and share with you real briefly. Will's Kitchen. Will's is going to come and he's just going to share, again, a testimony of thanking God for what God's doing in his heart and in his life, with his family, whatever God laid on your heart there, man. You got it. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, in pondering everything that I could say that I'm thankful for, I'm going to start off being really cliche, but it's a lovely cliche. I love my family. My family, okay? I, when I, I think of my wife, guys, I could burn a bowl of cereal, okay? I could burn a bowl of cereal. She, and she is so encouraging. If it were not for her, I think I'd probably just roll over and die. Of all the gifts that God has given me, my wife is probably one of the greatest. And then, of course, I'm thankful for my children. They are so lovely. They are so wonderful. And I'm so thankful for this baby that is coming to us in January. What a great yeah. gift. What a great gift. But I tell you guys, above everything else, above everything else, if, if I, you know, I look at the, the gracious, humble spirit of my wife and I see the beautiful smile of my son and hear the laughter of my daughter and you take all of that beauty and you lump it all together and you put it on a scale and then you put Jesus Christ on the other side, he outweighs it all. He outweighs it all. He's perfect. He is absolutely perfect. He, he, he's our redeemer. Our Redeemer, right? And what, is it, what does that mean? Well, He, he redeems us, and that, that word simply means he's a, He pays a price for us. He ransoms us away from what we were enslaved to before, enslaved to sin and to death. He ransoms our soul and redeems us and gives us new spiritual life. But it's not only our souls that He redeems. You see, He redeems us as, as husbands. He redeems us as wives, as mothers, as fathers. He redeems everything that we are. So when I think of being thankful, I have to first be thankful to Him. Because if I did not have Him indwelling me, if I did not have His Spirit inside of me, I could not be adequately thankful even for the good things that He's given me in my wife and in my family. And even here in the church, we have to give thanks to Jesus for bringing us together as a body because we, we love each other. We love each other. So... Above everything else, I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for the grace of God in the person and work of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Thank you, Will. Thank you. So we, we do. We have so much, so much to be grateful for. And I love that picture. If you were to put a scale over here of all the things that we have and then a picture of Jesus, Jesus is enough. He's more than enough. And the Apostle Paul, that was what he was talking about to the church at Philippi, is he said, he, he's enough. 
I have all, all I need in Jesus Christ. Now, there's this other thing that as we talk about giving and, and giving thanksgiving to God, and this should be, we should be generous givers of thanksgiving to God. We talk about how we can do that through our treasures. We talk about how we can do it through our talent. One of the easiest things to say is, oh, of course, I can do it through my time. And, and honestly, when we think of how do we give God our time and the use of our time and all those things, what we typically think of is a list of priorities, like uh, I'm going to get this done today and this done today, and if I get my quiet time, um, my, a little bit of time that I spend with God in prayer and study the God, God's Word and just, uh, you know, and, and maybe I've encouraged someone here or there throughout the day, those are the things that we think about when we connect to time, and that's the way I can thank God is by redeeming my time, the time that He's given me, use it to give to Him. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good line of thought. The Apostle Paul takes it a little bit further, though. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says this. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. All right, so these are words of encouragement. He says, always have joy. Be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Don't worry about anything, but, but pray. Pray about everything. Give all your needs to God. The peace of God will fill you. And then he says, if you want this joy, if you want to rejoice, if you want to be full of all of this goodness and greatness of God, all of these things, here's one final thing for you. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Oh, no. <laughs> Not only, as we talked about, don't do things without arguing and and, and do things in love for one another, but now we've got to even think. We, we can't even think about the argument that I would, I can't even think about the point I would like to make with this person. I can't even think about being dissatisfied. I can't even complain in my own mind now that this really encompasses our time. Because what more could say that every part of you needs to be given over to God than to say, even your thoughts. And what he's calling us to do is direct, if you're going to use your time to honor God and to praise God and all these things, it's going to come down to what you think about. And what he's really doing here, fix your thoughts on what is true. What's true? God. What's honorable? God, good. You're catching on. What's right? What's pure? What's lovely? Yeah. What's admirable? Yeah. What's excellent? Yeah. Who's worthy of praise? Yeah. What are we to think about? God. He's on my heart. He's on my mind. He's in me. I am living out every second of every day in praise and thanksgiving of my Savior. He's who I think of. He's who I dwell on. And then it takes over. He says, verse 9, Keep putting into practice. So it's not just what you think, but it's a reminder. Keep putting into practice all you have learned from me and everything you saw, heard from me and saw me doing. He has encompassed everything that we could ever be about. All of our time, all of our thoughts, every action that we have is a praise offering to God. How we act is how much we can praise Every step I th take, every action I have, every thought I think, 
has the opportunity to be an offering of praise to God. And then I love this. Then, then what happens? The peace of God will be with you. Oh, how many would like the peace of God to be reigning and ruling in your life? The peace of God. Yes, that would be a wonderful thing, wouldn't it? So we turn our hearts this morning, and I just want us to take a time as we think. Just let our thoughts be permeated this morning with the love of Jesus Christ. So we're going to take some time, and we're going to take communion this morning. This is for believers, those who have given their hearts to Jesus Christ, have believed that he's died on the cross for the forgiveness of their sins. This is for you. And, and, and the challenge during this time is, in our time of thanksgiving, thank God for what he's done on the cross for you. Thank him that he's offered forgiveness of your sins. Thank him that he loved you so much that his body was broken, that his blood was spilled out for forgiveness. And then not only did he stay dead, but we can thank him that he rose again from the grave so that we could walk in newness of life. So we praise him, we thank him. If you're in this section this morning, I encourage you to come to this table. If you're in the middle section, you can go to that back table. This section, you can go to that back table. This section, to this table right here. If you are gluten-free, we have some options in the table right back there that you can pick up some gluten-free communion crackers back there as well. But this is a time. I want you to grab these elements, and here's what I'm going to say. Just on your own, just pray. Spend some time with God. And when you feel ready, if you're praying, and, and, and here's how I, I'll just let you into my world as I'm sitting and doing communion. I'll sit there and I'll have the cup in my hand and I usually will thank God. And I'll say, thank you for the blood that was poured out for the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. And I'll, I'll take the cup and I'll remember that blood that was poured out. Actually, I start with the body because then it washes down the cracker. Um, I think there was a why he said do the bread first. But anyway, start with the bread there and uh, <laughs> otherwise, you'll be running to get a drink. But take that cracker and say, thank you for your body that was broken for my, for my forgiveness. And, and you eat that cracker. And then you can say, thank you for your blood that was spilled out for the forgiveness of my sins. And you drink that. But just spend some time. Do that on your own this morning. And if I get back up and we're on to the next song or whatever, and you still have them in your hand, take all the time you want to finish those. Just sit, spend time, think about God. Think about what he's done. Your very thoughts praise him and thank him they have the opportunity to do that so let's praise him and thank him this morning with our thoughts so as we sing you can stand you can sit you can kneel but go get your elements um, and uh, we'll spend some time just thinking and dwelling on the Lord this morning
Precious blood has left me forgiven Pure like the whitest of snow Powerful to make sin and shame retreat His covenant is making me whole So I will rise and lift my for by his mercy my life was spared The highest name has set me free Because of Jesus my heart is clean Purify my heart in your presence And teach me to discover the joy of holiness that forms as you draw me close in you what was lost is restored so i will rise and lift my head for by his mercy my life was spared the highest name has set me free because of Jesus, my heart is clean. Because of Jesus, my heart is clean. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, thank you. And this we do in remembrance of you. So as we take that bread, Lord, we are reminded of that broken body, God. And as we take, took that juice, Lord, it's just a, a reminder of that wonderful thing you did for us on the cross, God. Thank you, Lord. Because of you, we have victory in our lives. We have purpose. We have reason, Lord. Father, I just pray in this Thanksgiving season that you would help each one of us to make an effort to remember 
each of those wonderful things you do for us in our lives. As we wake in the morning, you give us one more day to serve you and to touch the lives of others around us, God. And as we look at our families, God, oh, we are the most wealthy people in the universe for the blessings that you've given to us. Thank you. God, we thank you because of Jesus that we can enter your gates with thanksgiving. We can come into your courts with praise. We thank you, God, because of Jesus, we can give thanks in everything. We thank you, Jesus, that we can offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to you. And God, you have given everything for us, Lord. Your word says that every good, every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. And God, your greatest gift was that gift of your Son, that you withheld not your own Son, but, but delivered him up for us all, that with him, surely you will give us all good things. And God, we praise you today for all those good things, for all those gifts, Lord. We praise you for Jesus. We thank you, God, for everything you've given us, every breath, all of our lives, Lord. We offer them as a sacrifice of thanksgiving to you. In Jesus' name. In Second, in First Chronicles, David gave a, a prayer to the worship leaders in that time. And it, this was the prayer he gave them. It says, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he has done. That's what our service has been about today. And now we're going to hear one more testimony. Robin, Robin Young is going to share what the Lord's been doing in her life and give us a testimony of the good deeds of the Lord. I'm very excited to be standing up here. God saved my life. I had an accident a week and a half ago. And I was hit. I was on my bike, and I did not realize that I was turning on a red light. And I got hit by a car, and I was thrown down the street. And God saved me. I'm thankful to be able to stand and to walk and to praise God. He's good. And um, that's only one of the many miracles that God has done for me, but I would like to share of 
my job at McDonald's um, at the beginning of the year, God gave me, told, had me to apply for this job, and it was a miracle. You know, God just like told my boss at Hardy's, like, you need to go work at McDonald's. Two seconds later, my phone rang, and I had a job at McDonald's. <laughs> um, but I'd like to go back to the wreck. Um, God bless me. I am able to walk and recover so quickly because last weekend I was given another gift from God on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I ran into Tobin Forbes at Dollar Tree, and he was telling me about a tent unit. So anyway, he was telling me how I could get it and how it would help with my pain and everything. Well, he went and checked out, and then he came back in as I was checking out, and he handed me this tent unit, which would have cost me Lord knows how much, but he was like, I knew I had this in my car for some reason. And he just gave it to me. God provides everything we need as long as we just trust and obey him. Thank you, Robin. Praise God. In case you're wondering, a TENS unit is these sticky things you put on your back, and they send little electrodes in and help relax your muscles. Mus muscles. Get like my tongue needs a relaxing right now. Anyway, thank you, Robin, for sharing. And if you want to hear, Robin will share with you all the wonderful things. She'll be standing in the back afterwards. God does so many things in her life that she has shares and just gives joy to the Lord for all that he has done for her. It's incredible to be part of a family, and so many of you have stories. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I am in, in the seat back in front of you. There are prayer cards, but what I, I, we love to pray for things. Turn those in. We'll get them uh, connected with people. We send them out in an email list. Next year, I, I have some big plans with the prayer stuff to just at least get them in your hands, like a monthly uh, prayer sheet so the church can be praying for each other. Some of you times you need those physical things. You'd like to slip it in your Bible, be praying for people. So that's something that we want to provide uh, next year as we're going in. But I'm telling you, not only prayer requests, but praises. If you pull out that card in front of you today and God has done something great for you, pull out that prayer card and just write your thanksgiving down to God. Drop it in the box. Allow us to share your story with the church. Allow other people to be praising God with you for the wonderful things that he is doing. We have a limited amount of time on Sunday mornings, but I know that we like to hear each other's stories, and I can't know what your story is if you don't share it. So that's a wonderful way to do that. Or send us a note. Send to e, uh, info at church. Uh, what, what's, our, what's the name of our church? Churchunited.family. Um, I always forget what church I'm at, but... Um, Anyway, we are so excited, and we want to hear what God's doing. God is doing great things. Isn't God good? Yeah, praise the Lord. He is good. And, and we have so many reasons to be grateful and thankful. So my, my heart today is that you, you leave and your heart is full, that you can think this week. And I challenged the band. We were meeting on Thursday night, and I said, here's the challenge for us for this week when you pray. And I want to challenge you all with this. As you're going up to Thanksgiving, try not to ask God for anything, but posture everything you say in a heart of Thanksgiving this week. 
Shift your mindset, because we often go to God and we're like, oh, Lord, that relationship, oh, Lord, these finances, oh, Lord, this situation, oh, that health thing, whatever it is. I encourage you this week, in the week of Thanksgiving, just change your heart and your attitude toward God that when you approach him this week, approach everything with a heart of thanksgiving. Instead of asking for help, thank God for the situation that he's put in front of you. Thank you, God, that I'm dealing with this health thing because I can thank you in advance because you're going to work something great out and you're going to teach me something great through this, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this financial situation because you're going to do something great for it. Thank you in advance for how you're going to care for my family. Thank you in advance for how you're going to provide a job for me. Thank you in advance. Just give the Lord praise and glory and honor and everything and see how that changes your attitude and your posture. The things we prayed about, our time, our talent, our treasure, all of it, everything, when we posture it through an attitude of thanksgiving, God is praised and God is glorified. So I challenge you with that this week.